Well, it's sure good to be a child of the King, and I'm grateful for his mercy. We're all stumbling along the way, and on occasion, we make a mess of things, but I'm so glad that my Heavenly Father loves me. He's patient, he's long-suffering, he's good, he's just, he's kind, and we serve a great God. I often think what a wonder it is that God loves us. I tease some, but it's not really teasing, it's honest. The more I get to see life and people, the more amazing John 3.16 is. Why? Why would God so love the world? What an amazing thing. This morning, I want to just talk about this word lightness. Um, Jeremiah 23.32 says, Behold, I'm against them that prophesy false false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies. And here's the phrase, and by their lightness. By their lightness. And cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. They make light of things. They make things small. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore, they shall not profit this this people at all. By the way, a preacher ought to be profitable. The preacher ought to help people. Their lives ought to be better because they have that pastor in their lives. But he said, these guys aren't going to profit them at all. Uh, there's just no way. Why? Because they cause the people to err by their lies and by their lightness. I'll tell you, I don't want to be guilty of making light of sin, of making, okay, it's all right, you drink a little bit. No, it's not. Liquor's bad. Um, The only liquor I know of that you could justify is the liquor that, like a NyQuil or something, you know, maybe there's some like that. But, But you go buy booze, wine, beer, buy it sparkling, buy it bubbling, buy it in a fancy bottle or buy it in a mug at the bar. I don't care. I'm against liquor. I'm not going to make it light. I'm not going to make it a light thing. And over in uh, Isaiah chapter 57, verse 10, it says, Thou art wearied in the greatness of thy way. You're, You're doing right, but you get tired of doing right. You get tired of pushing. You get tired of the running. You get tired of you know, the Christian, Christian life is a life of sacrifice. Jesus said, if any man will follow me, very first thing, let him deny himself. First thing, denial, self-denial. And we need to understand that you do get tired. Well, Paul says, don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. There's some rewards coming. You hang in there. It'll be okay. But he said uh, to the people in Isaiah's day, you're wearied in the greatness of your way. You've you're, you don't let yourself get tired of doing right. Keep pressing on. Jeremiah 5 and verse 3 says, O Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they refuse to receive correction. And here we've got the problem in early Jeremiah. God's correcting these people, but they're not willing to change. And they, they get tired of the greatness of their way. The Christian life is a great life, but it is a, it is a fight. Fight the good fight and resist wrong. And Christianity is a wonderful thing, but I'll tell you, there's a price tag attached to it, and it is a price tag of self-denial. And so here we've got these people in Jeremiah 23, 32. The preachers cause the people to err by their lies and their lightness. I just want to take a minute and talk about this matter of lightness. The courts know it. You see or hear about somebody who committed some horrible murders and kidnappings or whatever, just grievous, horrible thing. And a statement will be made, the person showed no remorse. 
there was no grief. And we understand that should be the way it is. There should be grief. Look, we're going to do wrong. I'm driving too fast and texting or whatever, eating something. <clears throat> and because of my recklessness, I take someone's life. I don't break my heart. Um, I didn't mean to do it intentionally, but it still ought to break my heart. And But they talk about people, it, the, the, the lightness. They just make light of it or they take it lightly. When a child does something wrong and reacts with coldness and an emotionless countenance, we wonder what's wrong with that kid. I can assure you that remorse over wrong is important to God. Jeremiah 3.3, 3, it says, Thou refusest to be ashamed. God expects us to be ashamed of our wrong. Then in chapter 3, verse 8, we read that God judges Israel in the sight of Judah, uh, but their southern sister returned not to God, but ran to the same foul behavior. And it came to pass through the lightness of her whoredoms that she defiled the land. She, she was selling herself to the idols of the land and she made light of it. And though Israel, the northern kingdom, had been terribly judged, Judah, her southern sister, made light of her sinful commitments. You know, 2 Corinthians 7, 10 says, Godly sorrow worketh repentance. And good biblical sorrow <clears throat> will cause us to turn from wrong and to right. The sorrow of the world worketh death, he says there in chapter 7, verse 10. So without making any excuse for sin, and you know that. I don't know a preacher that preaches any more on sin, preaches any harder on wrongdoing than I do. I'm not the smartest, but I know this I can stand for right. But God understands we will sin. First John chapter 2 says we have an advocate with the Father. Uh, it starts out in verse 1, says, My little children, these things are writing you that you sin not. He says, don't sin. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So he says, do right. But when you do wrong, you've got an advocate. You've got a savior who's on your side and he'll help you. God makes it clear. There's none righteous. No, not one. But there ought to be a broken heart. One of the neatest verses, Isaiah 66, 2, God says, for all these things hath mine hand made and all those things have been, saith the Lord, but to this man will I look. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the one that God is paying attention to. This is the man that God lifts up and the guy that God steps out and helps. Even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. You know, God doesn't expect you to be perfect. He does expect you to have a broken heart, a broken spirit, a contrite spirit, contrition. And he expects you to tremble at his word, the fear of facing God, the fear of judgment, the fear of God punishing you. Despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, says several times in your Bible, and that ought to scare us. <clears throat> and I want to be whipped. I want to please God. And God says, oh, that's the man I'll look at, the man who trembles at my word. I'll look to him. The guy who's got a contrite spirit, I'll look to him. Uh, that guy who's poor, he's not talking about financial or we'd all be getting God's attention. Talk about a, the guy who's grieved, who grieves. He's a, a poor spirit, a guy who's humble. Oh, child of God today, there ought to be a, we ought to make sin exceeding sinful. Don't make sin light. Make it big. Make it a big deal when people do wrong. And I don't mean hate people. And I don't mean that you're the megaphone to reveal the world's wrong. The Bible talks about repeating things as a sin and uh, gossip and slander and many other things. But in your life, you ought to make a big deal about it. And and uh, we ought to make a big deal about it in the pulpits and in our homes and under our area of authority. Let's don't use lightness. Let's make sure that we make sin exceeding sinful that people would fear 
and turn from their sin.